Thank you for listening to this message from Faith Builders. Pastors Philip and Michelle Still are dedicated to building your faith and framing your world by the Word of God. There are many more resources available on our website, www.buildfaith.net, where you can find links to our audio and video archives. We also invite you to join us online for our live stream services. Remember to build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God. Well, let's go to Hebrews 11. We can't preach on six, uh, preach six days of faith without touching Hebrews 11. Amen. And uh, there, uh, of course, all of our uh, product, all of our CD series and whatnot are free of charge uh, in the media center unless they're connected to a package that involves a book or a DVD. And, uh, uh, of course, this being faith builders, you would understand that we have quite a bit on faith. And uh, so, you know, the Lord told us this year that one of the things that was going to happen was our family members were going to begin to turn. Amen. And so we have this out there, Faith for the Family. Pastor Michelle ministered this. It's, it's just a dynamic series. And uh, 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 that's available for you free of charge. Uh, Pastor Michelle taught this one, Standing in Faith, uh, from the scripture where the believers told to be steadfast in the faith, remain steadfast, immovable, always abounding to, uh, to, the, to the work of God. And so that's available free of charge. Then uh, this one's a long series, 10 CDs, I think it is. I, I taught this, the dimensions of faith, the different dimensions of faith. And, uh, you know, faith can be quantified. Faith can be weighed. Faith can be measured. Faith can be developed. Faith can weaken. Faith can strengthen exceedingly growing faith, great faith, little faith, no faith, um, hand-holding faith, positive faith, negative faith. I mean, all throughout the Word of God. And so this is available free of charge as well. And then expansion by faith. And uh, 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 we teach on this how it's God's will that every believer experiences expansion in their life. Amen. But it's going to take faith. And so that's all out there available free of charge uh, if you would like it, Hebrews 11. And uh, something that the Lord's been talking to me about is, you know, very often you, 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 you hear this, well, the Lord's going to do that, or God's going to do that, or God's going to give me that, or I believe the Lord is healing me, I believe the Lord is prospering me. The, I, I understand what people mean and say and and when they do that but here's the thing you don't check your body to see if you're healed you check the word what the word say the word said i'm healed what what god has finished i don't check to see if it's finished I check the word to see if it's finished. You don't check your bank account to see if you're blessed. You check the word. This is important. Because that, that's, that's where the faith fight, in many cases, is won or lost. Amen. You know, we, we, we make the statement, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can have what it says I can have. Tonight I'll be taught the word of God. I will apply it to my life. It'll change my life. I'll never, never, never be the same. Never, never, never in Jesus' name. Amen? Right? This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. 
I can do what it says I can do. I have. I have. I have what it says I have. Is that right? So I, so I don't check my circumstance to see if I have it. I check the word to see if I have it. Amen. Let's look at Hebrews 11 and verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now we're going to talk about how faith is the transaction point this evening for a little while. This, these verses, this verse, Hebrews 11 1, it describes to us what faith is. All right, now over the years, I've, I've, I've run into people, and they would say things like this. They would say, well, I understand that, but this is what faith is to me. Oops, stop, full stop. What does the Word say it is? This is your definition of faith, what the Word says. It says faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Well, what is faith? The conviction that something's true. The conviction of the truth of anything. In short, faith is being convinced. Amen. Amen. Faith is being convinced. Faith is the substance. Being convinced, being convicted is the substance, the grounds, the title deed, the standing under, the foundation of things hoped for. That's the definition of faith. If that's not your definition, change your definition. That, that, that's, you understand? This, this leaves no room. See, faith is being convinced of something. I'm convinced I am something. You were born again by faith. How convinced are you that you're saved? You, I'm saved. Well, when, where did that conviction come from? Faith. Amen. When, when you missed the mark, you went to God and repented. You confessed your sin. Why did you go and confess your sin? Why didn't you quit? Because you were convinced that you were saved. Right? You, you, you don't give up when you're convinced. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. See, because whatever you're believing for has to pass through the transaction point of faith. It'll have to pass through the transaction point of faith. And it's for one simple reason. Faith is the currency of the kingdom. Faith is how transactions are made in the kingdom of God. That's why the Bible says in Hebrews eleven six, 6, without faith it's impossible to please him. It, why? No transactions can occur in the kingdom without faith. You can't be saved without faith. You can't be filled with the Holy Ghost without faith. You can't be healed without faith. You can't prosper without faith. You can't believe you're righteous without faith. Nothing that God says you are or that he has given you can be a reality in your physical life if you don't have faith. Amen. And that's why he gave you a starter portion of faith. In Romans 12, 3, he said each man was given the measure. Not Notice, not a measure, the measure. 
Amen. That's, that's why I always agreed with Charles Capps uh, to an extent there. He said the measure of faith was the Word of God. Everybody had the same measure when they began. You could say it's a measure of saving faith. Amen. But faith is the means by which all God has promised that he would deliver comes into your life. Has to pass through that transaction point of faith. Amen. And by, because of faith being convinced, faith sees the promises of God as real fact. If, if you go to someone and they say, well, I'm believing for healing, and you said, I thought you were already healed. That's how faith talks. L- listen, if you're healed, are you still believing for it? What's that? If, if I'm healed and I believe that, am I still believing for it? What, why do we confess when you go up to somebody that, that is dealing with maybe an issue in their body, and you say, how are you doing? And they say, I'm the healed of the Lord. What are they doing? Confessing what they believe they are, not trying to confess something into existence. They're confessing what they believe already exists. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Why do you confess the word? You confess the word because you're confessing what you are. Remember, Brother Hagin would teach, and he said uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of 144 different times in the New Testament, the Pauline epistles primarily, you find the phrases like in him, by him, through him, in whom, by whom, somewhere in the neighborhood of 144 different times. And what did he say? He said every time you see that in the Scripture, you stop and you say, this is what I have and this is who I am. This is what I'm going to have. And who I'm going to be. No. What I have. And who I am. Is that right? Because faith sees the promises. As real fact. Not something that has to happen. Oh hallelujah. Something that's already occurred. And so. When you're saying about yourself, I'm the healed of the Lord, I'm out of debt, my needs are met, I got plenty more to put in store, I have all sufficiency in all things. Now you'll hear somebody say that and think, well, that person doesn't have a care in the world. Well, you don't know what's bombarding their mind, but they're saying what they are. If you don't say what you are, somebody else will start telling you who you are. Your circumstance will start telling you who you are. If you don't tell your circumstance who you are, your circumstance will tell you who you are. Oh, glory to God. Amen. And you you can't allow that. I said you can't allow that. Don't ever let anything or any circumstance dictate who you are. You are, you are, not going to be, you are who God says you are. Amen. God never talks about who you're going to be. He talks about who you have been made. He talks about what you have been made. What he's already made you. Faith is that transaction point. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. (laughs) So you don't check your body to see if you're healed. 
You don't check your circumstance to see if it's fixed. You check the word. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, I've had people say, you know, you guys, you guys quote these other ministers and you quote Brother Hagin and all these things. Yeah, we do. We do. I tell those stories like they're my own. Amen. You know, sometimes I want to start off and say, yeah, I was born again at 20 minutes past 8 o'clock. <laughs> now I got to go, whoa, wait a minute. That's his story, not mine. <laughs> right? But remember, he was, at, he was at Brother and Sister Goodwin's church. And, and after church that night, he said he had been battling for two or three nights those alarming heart symptoms that would come on him. And he said he was laying there in bed trying to go to sleep, and those alarming heart symptoms were coming on him. And he said, I didn't want to wake anybody up, so I pulled the covers over my head. And he said, I just started going, ha, ha, ha. And he said, it was about that rambunctious, too. Ha, 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 ha. And he said, the devil said, what are you laughing about? He said, I'm laughing at you. He said, why are you laughing at me? He said, because you said this was one time I wasn't going to get my healing. And he said, that's exactly right. This is one time you're not going to get your healing. And he went, ha, 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 ha. He said, what are you laughing at? Laughing at you. Why are you laughing at me? Because you said this is one time I'm not going to get my healing. That's right. This is one time you're not going to get it. Ha, 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 ha. Right? Amen. And he said the ha, ha, ha started getting more lively. Amen. And finally, he, the, he said, because you said I wasn't going to get my healing. He said, that's right. You're not going to get your healing this time. He said, you're too late. I already got it. I've already been made healed. I've already been made whole. Amen. But you have symptoms. But you don't check the symptoms to determine if you're healed or not. You check the word. What's the word say? That's what you check. You check the word. Well, I thought I was healed, but now I hurt. You don't check your hurt to determine if you're healed or not. You check the word. What's the word say? Yeah, but I can't get out of bed. That change, what does that change? That changes nothing. It changes nothing. You can be healed, confined to your bed. You're healed if you say you're healed. You're not healed because you're up out of your bed. You're healed wherever you say you're healed. Ah, glory to God. Amen. Do you see that? You're, if you say it, that's how it is. Because Jesus said... You'd have what you say. I can have what I say because I'm saying what God said and what God said is already finished. So when I say what God said, I'm saying what I am. You can't say what God said about you in a while. It's got to be right now. It's present tense. You are righteous. You are holy. You are forgiven. You are healed. You are prosperous. You are delivered. Yeah, but the devil's bombarding my mind. You don't check the bombardment of the devil to determine if you have freedom. Yeah, but I just have this feeling. You don't check your feelings to determine where you're at. You check the word. I say you check the word. 
I'll have pastors talk to me. I just don't know if I can go. And I'm not making fun. I, I just don't know if I can go on. I'm just about to wear myself out. I thought the burden was easy and the yoke was, the yoke was easy and the burden was light. Amen. I talk to ministers that preach maybe, maybe one night a week. They talk about how wore out they are doing. Dear God. Dear Lord. Every, every year, every year, I preach 172 times minimum. 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 I'm not bragging. I'm just saying that's what I do. If this is what God's called me to do, it's not going to wear me out. It's when I get over there and I start doing it myself, that's when I start getting wore out. The reason why some people are not healed is they're trying to get healed in themselves. They think they can do enough to get themselves healed. And they got to check the word and go with the word regardless of how they feel. Well, I just don't know what it is. You don't have to know what it is to say you're healed of it. Well, the doctor don't even know. Well, he don't even have to know. Amen. Amen. By the time they find out, you'll be healed. Hey, we found out what was wrong with you. Oh, I don't have that. (laughs) Glory to God. Well, where did it go? I don't know. He took it. He took it. He took it. Glory to God. Isn't that great? But are, are, are you healed or are you going to be healed? What's that? Let me hear you. Are you healed or are you going to be healed? You're healed. Amen. But I still got this pain. Don't go there. Don't you go there. Don't go there. You're healed regardless. The pain has to leave a healed person. Has to, if you're healed, the pain has to go. If you declare your healing enough, your physical body will eventually catch up to your confession. It's behind. Your natural mind's behind. Hallelujah. Glory. My sister asked me one time, she said, you, you know, she preached here Tuesday. Boy, she preached too. My Lord. Woo-hoo. Amen. Anyway, she said, all the traveling we did in our formative years, she said, how'd you ever learn to read? I said, well, I am just of exceptional intelligence. <laughs> Hallelujah. Of course, I, you know, that settled the argument right there. But, but my point is, in saying that, is it, it doesn't matter where you're at now. Your, your body is trying to catch up to what you say you are. I'm healed. And your body says, don't feel healed. It don't matter. Shut up. What's the word say? The word says we're healed. Right? Remember, remember Pastor Stephen? He said in the middle of the night, he felt like that furnace just sat down on him. And what did he say he did? He got his Bible, and he went in the other room, and he said, body, listen to me. You're healed. No, I'm redeemed from that. And he said, it persisted. He said, no, listen to me. I am redeemed from this. And what, how long did he say that? Till it let go. Till it let go. Faith is tenacious. 
Faith just stays with it till it goes. Amen. Amen. Because that's the transaction point. That's the transaction point. That, that's why, on a, on, listen to me. That's why when I pray for people in the healing line, you'll never hear me say, now, now see if you can bend over. Whether you can bend over or not is irrelevant. Hands were laid on you, and you received the healing power of God into your body. And right now, it's affecting a cure in your body. It's driving sickness and disease out of your body. Amen. Say it out loud. Say, it's working. It's working. It's working. It's working. The healing power's working. Say it. It's working in my body. Driving sickness away. Yeah, but watch. I can't do this. I didn't ask what you could do or not do. Are you healed? I'm healed. So whether you can bend over or bend down or, or, or what, it doesn't matter. Well, I can't move my hands yet without pain. That's irrelevant. Did he bear your pain? Did he bear your pain? Did he take it away? Then that's what you check. I prayed for a person not too long ago, and they, and they needed some help, and, and they asked me to pray for them, and I prayed for them, and when I prayed for them, I felt the power of God go into their body, and I took my hands off their head, and they looked at me and goes, yeah, but it's still here. I said, no, it's not. It went, and they just looked at me like, you done? I said, I'm done. The, the power went into you. It's gone. Well what, well, what do I do? I still feel it. You talk to it now. Hands were laid on me, and the healing power of God flowed into my body. Amen. Amen. If, if you get a bill for something you've already paid, do you just write another check? You sure? What do you do? You call them. You go down there. Hey, I paid this. Here's my check number, or, or here's, my, uh, uh, here's, here's my number that they gave me. Here's my reference number. I paid this on my bank statement. It says I paid it. My God. It says I, I'm not paying for this again. Jesus paid for my healing. I'm not paying for it again. I'm not paying for it again. Jesus healed me. Glory. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, just, I'm just this. I'm just, you're just what the Word says you are. That's the transaction point. Amen. 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 It, it, isn't it interesting? People start preparing to slow down and start preparing to fall apart and start preparing to stop. And those are supposed to be the golden years. And they can't do nothing or go nowhere or be, right? Those aren't golden years. Oh, my Lord. Those are olden years. Well, Pastor, you know, we all slow down. Okay, I understand what you're saying. There may be things you don't want to do now that you used to like to do. It's because you're smarter now. Not because I can't. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory don't, don't mistake my lack of movement for inability. Yes. Hallelujah. Because yes. I can still get on the court yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Amen. I can still post up under the basket. 
I still know how to get, get out of the way. You follow me? I just don't have to work as hard as I used to have to work. Isn't that right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, we're having fun, but you understand what I'm saying? You check the word. You check the word. Amen. Yeah, but I went to the doctor and it's still there. Yeah, and? You don't check the report to see if I'm healed. You check the word. And, and remember what Isaiah said? He said, whose report will you believe? So that means there's at least two. And I, I got to believe one of them. Amen. Yeah, but I just feel weak. Yeah, but the Bible says you're strong. Yeah, I know it does, but I'm still weak. Okay. You're having what you say. Amen. Can, can, am I helping you at all? It is just as easy to say you're strong as it is to see, say you're weak. It requires no more effort. It just requires more faith. It's easy to believe what you feel. It's easy to believe what you see. It's easy to believe everything's falling apart when you look at everything falling apart. Where's the challenge? When you look at it and you say, uh-uh-uh-uh-uh, it's not falling apart. The book of Isaiah says, wisdom and knowledge would be the stability of my days. I'm stable. I have stability. My life's not falling apart. No, it's not falling apart. I'm stable. I'm, I'm on the rock. Jesus said, if you built your house on the rock, that the winds would come and the floods would come and the rains would come, but that house wouldn't be moved. And that house is indicative of my life. And I've built my life on the rock of the Word of God. I'm not moved. I'm not moved. I know the shutters are banging. I know the shingles are flying, but I'm not moved. I'm not moved. My house is standing firm. Glory. Yeah, but I took my glasses off and I still can't see any better. And what does that have to do with anything? You check the word. The hearing ear and the seeing eye. God's made them both and yours are good. Glory. There's a professor at Ramah. And uh, I mean, he, he didn't just need help seeing. I mean, he had horrible eyesight wore very thick glasses and he was believing for his healing and uh, I mean he couldn't he couldn't drive without him he couldn't walk without him and every day when he got done teaching at Ramah there was a, a clock on the in, on the back of the auditorium wall and he'd have his glasses on teaching and he'd take his glasses off and couldn't see that clock and he'd say thank you Lord my eyes are healed and then he'd put his glasses on and drive home. And the next week, the next day, he'd come and do the same thing. And he did this over and over and over and over and over again for a number of months. Amen. Glory. And one day he was teaching with his glasses on. And he got done. Took his glasses off. Looked up at the clock. Went and drove home without his glasses. Could see perfect. The fact that he was wearing glasses didn't change the fact that God had healed his eyes. God doesn't need you to throw away your medicine, quit your glasses, try something silly to prove you're healed. I don't have to. I, 
I don't have to prove to anybody I'm healed. I saw it in the Word. I, listen, you, you don't have anything to prove to anybody. You don't have to prove to anybody you're healed. God said you're healed. If God said you're healed, you're healed. I have to prove it. Amen. You didn't go around trying to prove to people you were saved. They just saw the results in your life. And one day they're going to look at you and go, well, my Lord, you don't move like you used to move. I know. I've been telling you for two years I'm healed. You're just catching up. Where you been? <laughs> look at 2 Corinthians 5. The Lord's good. <coughs> I know this can sound simple. You know, I've had people say, well, you know, I, I believe I'm healed. I just wish this cough would go away. So because that cough is there, that means something? Amen. Do you see the problem that that poses? If you are something, you are that. Just look at the world we live in. There are men that say, I feel like a woman. So, you're not. Care how you feel. You, you can't ever be a man because you're a woman. No matter what you do to your body, you'll always have an X and a Y chromosome. Or an X and an X chromosome. You can't change that. Amen. If you're a man, you can't have a baby. If you're a woman, you can't father a baby. Now, now think about that. Translate that over to what you're believing for. If you're healed, you can't be sick. If you're blessed, you can't be broke. If you're strong, you can't be weak. If you're victorious, you can't be defeated. Yeah, but I feel defeated. You can't be because he said you're victorious. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. And, and, and let me say this. Sometimes people will say, well, you know, that, that's a little bit arrogant. You're not being arrogant. You just, you just know what the word says. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. If I told you you can't lose, well, it depends on what? Did the word change? Paul held up that list. In, in the Greek, it was like he held up a list, and he said, who will separate us from the love of God? Persecution, famines, nakedness, perils, swords, swords. Amen. No, no. In all these things. We're more than conquerors. Were there famines going on? Yes. Were there perils? Yes. Were there issues? Yes. But what did he say? You're more than a conqueror. Why are you more than a conqueror? You're more than a conqueror because you get the victory spoils and you didn't fight the battle. You didn't overcome the enemy. Do, do, do you see what I'm saying? You are what the word says you are. 2 Corinthians 5, 7, a familiar verse, but notice what it says. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Now, that's a parenthetical statement. 
verse 6 and verse 8, Paul's talking about us being confident, knowing that while we're at home in the body, we're absent from the Lord. Verse 8, we are confident and willing to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. And he says, in between that time, we walk by faith and not by sight. Now, the perfect context is one day we'll be absent from this body and present with the Lord. Now, do you believe that? And how are, how are you walking that out? By faith. One day, why are you living right? Because you believe that one day you'll be present with the Lord. Why do you keep your life right? Because you believe that if you do, one day you'll be present with the Lord and you're walking by faith. And yet every day you get up and you see this flesh and bone body, but yet one day you know you're going to be present with the Lord and you walk by faith and not by sight. I mean, you believe you're going to heaven? How are you going to get there? <laughs> by faith. Well, I'm going to go in the rapture. Boy, you got good faith. You got, you got faith in an event that is so supernatural. Well, listen, if you believe that one day there will be a shout from an angel and you will hear the trumpet of God and you'll hear Jesus shout and the eastern sky will split open and you'll be caught up. If you believe that, why can't you believe you're healed? It's much harder to believe that than it is to believe you're healed. Why? Why? Because everybody in here has seen somebody healed. Everybody, almost everybody in here has been healed. Nobody in here has ever went in a rapture. Yet, if the Lord tarries his coming, we will. Amen. For through faith, the Weiss Bible says, through faith, we are ordering our manner of life, not by something seen. So how do you order your manner of life? By faith, by being convinced, not by what you can see. We know from the Scripture that you can see it and not be convinced. Isn't that right? Jesus had to tell Thomas when Thomas put his finger in his hand and put his hand in his side, he had to tell him, don't be faithless. Isn't that right? What does that mean? He could, he, could have, he could have been faithless. He could have thought something else. Jesus said, don't be faithless, but be believing. Amen. So, so what, does that, what does that mean? If, if you felt better, that does not necessarily mean that you would believe you're healed. just felt better the symptoms are just better amen but you're walking by faith what you're convinced of and not by sight what does that tell us we're not supposed to be convinced by what we see we're supposed to be convinced by what we're convinced of amen faith is never of the head it's never what is seen <laughs> Faith is of the heart. Faith is of what is not seen. Amen. We do not order our manner of life by what we see. That's not denial. Doesn't mean we ignore issues. We don't go to the doctor, right? We don't go to the bank. 
It means that's not how I order my life. Amen. Well, I just believe if I was healed, I wouldn't go to the doctor. Okay, well, I mean, that, that's fine. But just by making that statement, you're telling me you don't believe you're healed. Somebody will come and say, should I go to the doctor about this run? Go now, quick. Because the fact that you're asking means you're not sure. Amen. Hallelujah. See, that's where faith has got a bad rap. If somebody thought faith taught that faith was not going to the doctor or not taking medicine, well, that's foolish and presumptuous. Amen. Well, I feel like the Lord told me not to take my medicine. Well, do you know him? Do you know his voice? If you know it's the Lord that told you not to do it, then don't do it. But don't do it any other way but that. Amen. Listen, you going to the pharmacy and getting a prescription filled didn't hurt in your faith. Mmm. Amen. So is it a sick person or a healed person taking those pills? So what difference does it make? Well, I quit taking that medicine because I believe I'm healed of these allergies. Well, what, is it, what are you trying to prove? Take the Zyrtec and call yourself healed. Amen. Because everybody hears you talking like this. Because, listen, the enemy fights your faith with frustration. I'm just, I'm just frustrated. I just want this to go away. Now, wait a minute. You're healed. Whether it went away or not, it's irrelevant. You're healed. That's very important. Don't, don't let the time whip you. you Got to have faith and patience. It's going. I'm telling you, it's going. Amen. Look at Isaiah 46. I know this is simple, but boy, it's good. I'm not a guy that likes real exotic dishes. Just give me something good. Give me something that sticks to your ribs. Amen. Give me some mashed potatoes and green beans. Gravy. I do make gravy, yes. Glory to God. Give me some crappie and corn on the cob. My Lord. What'd you say? Hallelujah. Yeah. Some, yeah, thank you. Some white bass and cauliflower. Oh, Jesus. Amen. That'll make your tongue wrap around your eye teeth. You'll go blind for a minute. But the Lord's good. Amen. My point is, my point is, that's what you want. Something that's going to stick with you. Amen. Isaiah 46, verse 8. Remember this. And show yourselves, men, bring it again to mind, transgressors. Remember the former things of old. I am God, and there is none else. I am God, and there's none like me. Notice what he says he does. Declaring the end from the beginning. 
declaring the end from the beginning. Now, this, this is so important, and, and I don't have uh, very, uh, very, many, very much more to say to you, but, but I, I do want to zone in on this for a moment because this is what God does. He looks at the beginning of a thing and declares the end. So he looks at where you're at and starts talking about the end of the thing and talks to you about the end of the thing. And when you say you're the healed of the Lord or you're blessed going in and coming out, you're talking the end and not where you're at. That's what faith sees, the end from the beginning. And that's also what faith declares. See, faith won't ever see or declare anything that God doesn't see or declare. So when you see yourself failing, you're not seeing what God sees, and you're not seeing what faith sees. When you say you're sick, you're not saying what God says or what faith says. Amen. Do you see that? And that's where some, some issues have arisen with people. Well, I just feel like I'm lying when I, when I say I'm healed, and, and yet I'm still battling this. But, but here's the thing. Charles Capps cleared that up for me years ago. How can you be lying saying what God said? God said you're healed. I didn't come up with that. God, God said that. Is that right? Yes, sir. Hallelujah. The vision... The eyesight of faith comes from the word. The voice or the mouth of faith comes from the word. So what I see comes from the word. What I say comes from the word. You can call it keeping your eyes and your mouth in line with the word. I caution people about that a lot. I say, hey, 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 keep your mouth in line with the word. Amen. Because, see, you can't believe that you're healed because you say it if you don't believe you're sick because you said it. You got to believe everything you say comes to pass. That's, that's where people mess up their faith, is they talk healing, and then when they go through something, they talk sickness. And somehow they think because they're a believer or a word of faith believer, that everything they said negative is not going to happen. Jesus said you would have whatever you said. Mm-hmm. You can't talk victory and at the same time talk about how hard things are. Nothing's going right. I have all sufficiency in all things, and I do abound to every good work. Why in the world aren't ends meeting? I've been given, and it's just not work. Well, wait a minute. You got to keep that in line with the word. Well, what do you do? You start talking to the checkbook. Listen to me. I've given, and it's given unto me. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. God causes men to give into my bosom. Listen to me, checkbook. I have all sufficiency in all things, and I do abound to every good work. So listen to me. You're full. Listen, you're full. You're fat and flourishing. Amen. Hallelujah. 
Glory to God. Isn't that what Jesus said to do? If poverty is the mountain, what did Jesus say to do to it? Talk to it. Tell it to do what? Move. Right? You remember what Charles Capp said? He, he said, he made the statement. He said uh, there that one time in his life, he said, I had turned so negative that all the farming principles that I'd used my whole life that had always worked for me wouldn't work. And he said, that year, I didn't make enough money off my crops to buy my driver's license. Amen. And he, got, and, and, and he went to the Lord about it. And he, and he got a hold of the book by Brother Hagin, Right and Wrong Thinking. And, and in the book, Brother Hagin taught about, about if, if, you, if, you, if you believe wrong, you're going to think wrong. If you think wrong, you're going to talk wrong. And if you talk wrong, you're going to have exactly what you're saying. And that's when he got that yellow legal pad out and wrote all those confessions out and folded them up, put them in his pocket. Amen. While he's working on, on, his, on, his, on his soybean field and his cotton field, he'd stop at the turn row and get off the tractor and get out and walk up and down the rows of cotton and soybean and confess those scriptures. Amen. Hallelujah. Right? He started getting in line with the Word of God. He started getting his mouth in line with the Word of God. This is so important. Because you, you can't talk negative and expect good results. You can't say something's working and then say all things work together for my good. Amen. Because wor words never die. They have to be replaced. You got to replace them. With what the word of God says. And that can sound like it's just positive confession. But your body, your mind, your finances, your life is designed to respond to what you say. The world is, is designed to respond to what we say. Oh, glory. Amen. You, you remember the story pastor told him and brother Caps were fishing? And pastor said he, you know, he had his favorite lure. The world called it Lucky 13. He called it Blessed 13. And he was fishing. And he, and, he, and, he, and he hooked that big bass and was reeling him in. And, and the line broke and the bass took off with his lure. And he said, oh, man, that was my favorite lure. And Charles Capps said, if I was you, I'd command him to spit it up. He said, and I sat there in that boat, and I said, Bass, listen to me. You spit that lure back up. You bring it back to me. Amen. Amen. He said, just a few minutes, that bass jumped out of the water, flapped its tail, yes. and spit that lure out. Yes, sir. Well, I don't know if I believe that. I don't care. Doesn't matter. It happened. I say it happened. Yeah, but you know, that's just a bass and a lure. If God cares about my pastor's lure, how much more does he care about your health and your prosperity and your victory? Isn't that right? Glory. Amen. He said one day they was fishing, and Brother Charles had his dad with him and, uh, and others, and, and they weren't catching anything. 
And everybody kept saying, they're not biting today. We're not going to catch anything today. And Brother Charles had to get out of the boat. So they were at a part, part of the lake that was about waist deep, and he just got out of the boat, said, I got to get out of here. And, and he went around in, like in a little, in a little cove. And you could, they said you could hear him back there. I've been given dominion over the fish of the sea. You come to me. You bite my bait in the name of Jesus. I've been given dominion. You, you submit to me. Said he come out of that cove with a big stringer full of fish. Oh, yeah, they're biting. Amen. 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 Well, you're not healed. You can't even get up. Oh, yeah, watch me. Yeah, I got it. I'm healed. Yeah, I'm healed. I'm healed. Yeah, but you're leaning on the chair. I don't care. I'm up. I'm healed. You keep your mouth in line with the word. <laughs> Amen. Because, listen, you're not declaring something that doesn't exist. You're being prompted by faith to say what you're saying. You're being prompted by faith to say what you're saying. Doing something or saying something by faith is not taking a leap in the dark or saying something hoping that what you're saying will somehow manufacture what you're desiring. Saying something by faith means faith has prompted you to declare what you're declaring. This is how it's going to be. Faith is not ignoring what is, what is, just hoping it'll change if you hang on long enough. Faith changes things. Faith changes things. And at some point, you just, you got to stop, you've got to stop uh, consulting the circumstance to determine if you have it or not. Amen. See, those are things that we do. When God starts talking to Pastor Michelle and I about something, we start talking to it. Amen. Remember what we learned from Brother Caps? If you want the dog, what do you do? Call the dog. Call the dog. Amen. You don't walk out on the back porch and say, Nowhere, pooch. He's not here, pooch. Gone down the road, pooch. That, that's what somebody would say. Well, I'm just calling it like I see it because I don't see the dog. What do you do if you don't see the dog? My wife will come in the, in the living room. She'll go, where's, where's the dog? I don't know. Well, she don't just sit down and go, wish I knew where that dog was. Wish I knew where that dog was. She goes, hey, come here, Trixie. What, what are we seeing about a minute, Trixie? Right? Think about that. So you sit down in your house and, hey, where's that healing? <laughs> Come here, healing. Come here, healing. What are you going to see? Healing. What? Now listen, why? It has to come. It has to come. Because you called for it. Amen. You called for it. It has to come. Amen. Well, you know, Pastor, I've been doing that. But no, 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 no. There's no buts in faith. There's no buts in faith. If you've been calling it, it's coming. When, when does your faith start to work? The moment you release it. The moment you turn it loose. 
When, when did that victory start coming to you? The moment you called for it. The moment you called for it. The moment you called for it. Amen. I don't know what you're believing for, but I'm, I'm just telling you what you can be believing. Right now, your finances are growing. Right now, your financial accounts are getting, are getting larger. They're growing. Men are giving into your bosom. You know those two boys that I talked to you about last night that God gave their boss a dream? I got up this morning, got a text from one of them. He said, Pastor, guess what? I said, what? He said, just got another raise. But you know what? They talk all the time, raises and bonuses belong to me. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let me, let me close with this. I'll share this with something that just happened today. You know, when you put your faith, you know, for instance, in the tithe, Pastor Michelle and I always talk about this. I, I say this over my daughter every morning. I say, Liliana Lynn still is set on high above all nations of the earth because she's the seed of a tither. She has great favor with the administration of her school and her classmates. She has a knowledge of all subjects of study, mathematics, social sciences, social studies, and English. She is quick and sharp and fast and a major blessing. I declare that every disease, every germ, every virus touches her body, her school, her classmates die instantly in the name of Jesus, for she is kept by the power of God. And then we say it together. I say, come on, Lily, say it with me. She says, I'm a champion. I'm a winner. I have no fear in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. But we declare that all the time. That's what we talk about ourselves. When we give our tithe, I raise our tithe up, and I declare to the Lord, we were sinners serving Satan, but we've come into the kingdom of God. Jesus is now our Lord. And this tithe that we give to our great high priest is proof that we serve Jesus, and we love God, and we're in the kingdom of God. And we declare the curse cannot operate in our finances because we're tithers. We declare over our church finances the curse cannot operate because we're tithers. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, you know, somebody, somebody unknown to us currently tried something hinky with our church finances. Hallelujah. I got a phone call from my wife. She said, I got to go down to the bank. It didn't surprise me that they caught it. We're tithers. We can't be devoured. Not won't be, can't be. Cannot be. What would you do if I told you you can't lose your job? You can't go under. Yeah, but they're talking about laying off. So don't consult that. What's the word say? Have you ever thought about what the Bible says? He said, I'll keep you alive in the time of famine. So think about this. Does God need your job to get you what you need? Now don't go quit your job. <coughs> but think about that for a moment. Don't let the devil threaten you with what might happen. That's a threat. That's a threat, and it, listen to me, it's an idle threat. Because he has no authority of his own. He's got to convince you to use yours. And I won't do it. Say it out loud, I won't do it. Let's stand up tonight, shall we? Glory. Keeping my mind stayed on him. Keeping my mouth stayed on him. Keeping my focus. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Everybody in your life, they're never going to see you go under. They're never going to see you in defeat. They're never going to see you lose out. They're only going to see you win. Why? Because that's your heritage. You're a born winner. You're a born overcomer. You're a born conqueror. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We learned years ago for the believer there are no more limits. No more limits. Glory to God. Isn't the Lord good to us? Father, thank you for this service tonight. Thank you for your precious, precious people. Thank you that they come to receive, and I believe they did. Now, Father, we thank you for the blessings of God over their life. And I declare over them that they are a blessed people. I declare that they are a favored people. I declare, Father, that they are a healed people. That they are a people that are lights set upon a hill. And they have complete and total victory in every situation or circumstance. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And amen. Hallelujah.